0: When I was a little girl I believed in fairy tales I wished my toys would come to life And that my stories could be real Then through all the noise and confusion I believed it was all an illusion The world had faded black and white Nothing seemed to be right But My dreams never die As long as I keep the magic inside Special moments made when you believe in magic.
1: Previously, in episode one, it was the big essay exam. Joe found Iki under her school desk and realized her confusion wasn't a dream after all. She asked Iki to travel her into the village, but unfortunately an oops landed them in Scotland. Another adventure started when they met a McGulper and a Max The four newly formed friends packed up and began to saunter through beautiful glades and colourful heather. It was a pleasant walk, and Joe thought about how different it was to Australia. The smells and sounds seemed more peaceful and the bird calls were so soft. There were no kookaburras laughing and no eucalypt smells, just fragrant wildflowers and green grass.
2: I wish we had green grass around our house, Iki. Oh, we have a horrid dusty brown patches and dirt. Yeah, well, it's
3: because Australia's in a terrible drought.
2: How good would it be if everything at home was so green? Band-Aid would love rolling in the grass.
3: Joe, all he would do is poop in the grass. Then we would have a devil of a time finding his poop because the grass would be too tall. And knowing my luck, I would slurp it down, step in it. Then my mum would make me have a bath to wash it out and I hate washing. Eekie, why do you have to make a beautiful idea into a smelly story? Well, that's what the annoying stupid dog
1: does. And that's a slurp it down fact. The walk into town was not that long. And just as well, because Joe noticed that Iki was looking tired. No wonder Iki was getting cranky and hard to get along with. Her mother always made sure she had an afternoon nap.
3: Joe, why do we have to walk? Can you carry me? I'm tired.
1: Of course, this was not possible now, and the poor little deer was exhausted. Joe felt sure that their new friends would find somewhere for Iki to have a sleep when they reached the town. The town was green, cool, and the houses were made from elegant oak trees, similar to the ones found in Australia, only they had tartan wall hangings next to each front door. It was amazing that their arrival didn't make any difference to the other Mac Slurpers or Mac Gulpers, they just continued with their business. Their work had something to do with the white clover flowers – Jo wanted so badly to ask questions but decided to wait until she became more comfortable with the creatures. Did she have to be rude to be polite or were they the other way around and polite was polite and rude was well rude? Jo also wondered if they could read her mind as that could be very tricky. She better curb her thoughts until she was sure that they couldn't After a little while, a large Mac gulper came across to welcome Ikki and Joe.
4: What do we have here? I think it's an Australian cousin been wanting to check out our progress.
1: Progress?
2: What does he mean? We just landed here by accident.
4: Ah, Milas, the Clover Tea is making a hit throughout the land and the progress we're having on reclaiming barren earth and growing edible crops is grand. I take it you'll no be wanting to visit for a while. Malassi. that would be grand. Always could do with another pair of hands.
3: I want to go home soon, Joe. Because if I stay too long, Mummy and Dad will miss me.
4: No, if I have anything to do with it. There are ways of changing the time zones only the leaders of the village have the power. I can easily arrange that you won't be
5: missed.
3: Yippee! That means I'll be the only Slurper downs that has travelled to another country for a holiday. That's
1: fantastic! And very clever of me. As usual, Iki was taking the credit for being a brilliant Slurper Downs and all Joe could do was laugh. The day was becoming cooler and Joe and Iki were visibly chilled to the bone. The first mac gulper noticed and brought them a shawl made out of his clan's tartan. The tartan was a beautiful, vibrant green with red lines running through it in blocks. Not wanting to be outdone, the mac slurper brought them both a hat made out of his tartan in different shades of blue. Everybody (laughs) laughed at the sight of the new friends in two types of tartan. One announced that they looked like a Christmas tree decorated in different colours. Joe thought to herself that all they needed was a scarf, and then nobody would be able to find them under the mass of color. That was a bad mistake. Another female, Mac Golper, ran forward to throw each a colorful orange scarf. Ikki was so laden down with clothes that she found it hard to stand up. She looked at Joe. Her tummy was rumbling. Ikki was not only exhausted, but also hungry they would mind if I asked for something to eat
3: and drink? It's been so long that I'm feeling under the weather.
2: I don't
1: know what time it is. They brought us into the village for a cup of tea, remember? The creatures must have heard their conversation because it wasn't long before cups and saucers appeared, not to mention the biggest teapot they had ever seen. Placing it down on a carved communal table, everybody sat around to participate in afternoon tea. Beautiful, sweet cakes and breads adorned the table. Everybody dug in to enjoy the spread. After tea and cakes, Iki was battling to stay awake. She was exhausted and her tummy was full and her head felt dozy. It had been decided that the pair was going to stay. The time difference had been taken care of, but unfortunately, the pair had no idea where they were going to sleep. Everybody had a home, but nobody had actually offered accommodation. Joe looked at the tired, little slurper downs child. She desperately needed sleep, especially after the morning shock. The large Mac gulper was standing in front of the meeting house talking in a strange Scottish language to a few Mac slurpers. She wondered if he would find it rude if she interrupted and asked where they could stay during their visit. As she was about to approach... A small mackslurper ran towards her and grabbed her hand.
0: Me mother says that you and your friend can be there at our home. I'm Seamus
1: Ribet McSlurper, but you could just call me Sue. Joe was pleased with the invitation and understood that bitter meant sleep and that urham meant our home. Joe smiled. Seems another language had to be learned. What a hoot. She explained that Iki really needed some shut-eye right away. Seamus led the two weary friends to his little house. To Joe's astonishment, they were taken to a delightful bedroom that had a large four-poster bed. The wooden bed was carved with all sorts of animals and flowers, and the bed was tartan and soft, filled with down. The pillows were large, and when they put their heads on them, they sunk into a marshmallow delight. There were white curtains covering the windows, and of course, the side curtains were the clan's tartan to match the bedspread. It was like living in a very smart motel. At the end of the room was a fireplace, and there had been wood chopped and stacked just for their use. The washbasin was a handsome bowl with matching jug, covered in hand-painted clover flowers.
2: I feel like a queen! And just think... People would pay a fortune to sleep in a room like this when they travel. We get to stay here for free and learn all about our new friends. Eki, you are the smartest slurper downs I have ever known. How clever of you to bring us to Scotland. I'm so excited. It's just like a dream come true. Did you notice that they talk a little different to us? The food is also different. I think it'll take some getting used to. Hope it doesn't upset our tummies. I bet they would find Vegemite on toast a little strange. And what about our great Australian barbecue? That would shock the dickens out of them.
1: Iki didn't hear any of what Joe had just said. She was so tired that she had cuddled up into one of the marshmallow-type pillows and was fast asleep. Poor Iki. She looks so cute. It must
2: be so difficult for her to be away from her family. I'll have to take good care of her.
1: There was a knock at the bedroom door. Seamus was standing there with a handful of soft, white towels and two bars of clover soap. Seamus, you can come in. Ikki's
2: fast asleep. I was wondering if you thought it would be all right to leave her so I could look around.
0: Course it's okay. She's safe here, and my mother is in the kitchen making some haggis for dinner. I need to go into the larder and get some neeps and tatties for her.
1: What were neeps and tatties? Joe didn't want to look stupid. So she smiled and pretended she knew what he was talking about. Walking outside, she remembered he said they were having haggis, and that made her even more curious. Joe was keen to find the two creatures she had met at Wildflower Waters. After the tea and cake, they seemed to have disappeared. She looked for them and was just about to give up when she heard them. They were sitting by a large oak barrel. They were stripping the clover flowers from their stems and putting them into a barrel while the clover leaves were stuffed into a bag.
2: Hi, guys. What are you doing?
4: Everybody in the chain has different work today. We collect the clover for lots of reasons. The pink-tinged flowers or the white clover make tea, and the green leaves make a delicious salad. When we have truckle-grown food or there is a famine, Dried flowers and seed pods are very handy. They allow us to make bread. We grind them up into flour.
1: Jo was getting quite good at working out their strange language. Well, sort of good. It was a challenge, but Joe always seemed to get the hang of things when she got the rhythm of stuff. She gathered the truckle meant trouble, but wondered why they would have trouble considering how educated they were at growing all kinds of crops. And... Wouldn't it be nearly impossible to have a famine when the country seemed to have heaps of rain? It was the greenest place Joe had ever seen, and so far all it did was become cold, cloudy, and then poured heaps of rain. Then she wondered if perhaps the rainfall wasn't as it used to be before the Earth started experiencing all the changes. Yes, Earth changes were affecting the entire world, not just Australia, the Mac Slurper looked agitated. He didn't really want to tell Joe about their business and spoke abruptly at the Mac Gulper.
5: You forgot to tell her about my beekeeping. I keep bees and they just love the flowers. This stupid Mac doesn't care how hard my bees work. He just eats all the honey and takes them for granted.
4: I do not eat all the honey because ye, are too take to hand it over, you crabby agent.
1: Jo laughed at the sight of the two Scottish fellows fighting. She thought it was hilarious that they acted just like the Australian of waters in the Slurpit Downs. She worked out that Crabbit Egypt meant ill-tempered idiot. Not a nice thing to say, but totally understandable because they were cranky creatures. They were the only two who argued. Nobody else seemed unpleasant and cranky at all. Everybody else in the Scottish town was happy, content, kind, and pleasant. At least when in the company of these two, I will not feel
2: homesick.
4: Do you want to hear a joke then? Do you ken a good joke, my friend? You ken a so listen. Why was the bee's hair
5: sticky? You ken, I don't ken, so tell me. Because he used a honeycomb.
1: (laughs) The two creatures laughed heartily. Joe thought it was a very good joke, one that she should remember. Joe was so happy that Seamus and his mother had welcomed them into their family. Seamus had also lost his dad in a war between the clans many years ago. Joe knew just how he felt, as she had also lost her dad in a stupid war. Once again, Joe just couldn't understand why people and even creatures fought wars. It's ridiculous. And it only causes heartache. Maybe there should be more people like her mother protesting against wars and trying to stop countries from invading other countries. And people like her Aunt Pepper protesting to save the environment. People seem so greedy and it really did Joe's head in and she really wondered what they would do when the planet was polluted and they had no way to grow fresh vegetables and fruit. Most likely, they would spend all day fighting with anybody they didn't get along with. Absolute total chaos and stupidity. The world needed to wake up. Joe was about to leave the two arguing Mac creatures when the Mac slurper called out to her.
5: Don't wander away, lass, because there are lots of Dai she about. You don't want to be caught.
1: Joe looked puzzled and asked what they were.
5: It's Gaelic for Dark Elves, and you better keep safe, because we are always having trockle with them.
4: Didn't scare her, you big goke? She is a guest, and always under the protection of Toon Council and all the clans. Ye have just scared her for no reason.
2: Why do you have trouble? I mean, trouble with them. Oh goodness, now I'm speaking just like them.
4: That's the trockle with you. You're always jumping into drama, and it's about time you wished. See what you've done, you
5: big blob of fish heads. She wants to can, and you'll have to tell her. Firstly, there is nothing wrong with a blob of fish heads. Secondly, you tell her. You always think you're smarter than me. Let's see it.
4: That's Misha.
2: What in heavens does that mean?
5: It's Gaelic for Aam, Isn't that o'er muckle?
1: Okay, I am so confused. Could you please tell me what it all means? Then she worked it out. Esmisha means I am, and oermuckle means too much. So altogether it was I am too much. How funny. Whenever the Macgulper wanted to annoy the Slurper, he started to talk in common Scottish Gaelic, which of course infuriated the Slurper. You're just
5: showing off in front of the lass, it's just typical. If you think you're so smart, I will stand back and listen to your explanation of the Dark Elves. This is gonna be good.
4: The Dark Elves are wicked. And love to cause truckle whenever they can. They live underground, And only dare to come up at night. They're wee elves. And they keep themselves trying mining and they do metal work. Their inn are usually red. And when they get hungry, they tend to turn redder. Prang
2: must mean busy end. N must mean ice. Gosh, I am getting the hang of it.
4: They're frightening. yet yeah, they are really quite bonny looking. Slim and graceful in build. And most of white hair. We just don't trust them. They don't even trust each other. The elves are always suspicious and on guard with even their own kind. It's really a sad existence not to be able to have fun with your own friends and family. The cagey lot they are. With an appetite to tack things. Especially any metal object they can get their grubby hands on. That's why we now use wooden barrels for our clover flowers. The blighters always ran off with the copper hands. Damn shame if you ask me. I quite like the look of the copper pots. So I'm late.
1: And in the blink of an eye, he was gone. I guess that means goodbye. The max slurper creature stripping the flowers from the stems had also suddenly disappeared. She was by herself. Jo felt fear rising and knew that it was starting to get late. She was on the edge of town. She looked around anxiously in case there were elves peeping from behind any trees preparing to pounce. This is ridiculous. I just have to calm down because
2: I'm totally safe. I must gather my composure. Don't want to make a fool of myself.
1: There were oaks and pines and she noticed that the vegetation was largely heather, ferns and soft green mosses. This was definitely a wonderful place, but way too spooky now that she knew about the elves. She raced into town feeling jumpy. Yes, the two friends had really spooked her out with their tales about the dark elves.
0: When I was a little girl, I believed in fairy tales. I wished my toy.
1: You have just been listening to the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek audio tales based on the children's book by Australian author Susan Pease. To find out more about these stories or to purchase hard copies, please visit susan-pease.com. That's S U S A N-P E A S E.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on the next magical instalment of The Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek. Listen, enjoy and learn tips on saving the planet. That is a Slurp It Downs and Goulper Waters fact.
4: This has been a Corky's Group production, 2022. All rights reserved. We'll see all of you soon.